Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the L2 Sports Podcast. And this edition is the NFL Draft Edition. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Lucas Cartelli, and with me, as always, is Mr. Luca Moya. Luca, I know you missed one of the, the your favorite shows in the NHL trade deadline, but here is another one that you have a special spot for in your heart, the NFL Draft Special. Welcome to the show. How you been? Thank you. I'm pumped. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, you know what, man? I've been watching draft videos day and night. It's so exciting for me leading up to the draft. It's like these days go by so slow when it's draft week. And Thursday, 8 o'clock is going to feel like months away. But I'm excited. A lot of good prospects. This is a very interesting draft with everybody that could be taken early. We're going to talk about that, but I'm excited for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know, uh, for the fans out there, that Luca is one of the the co-hosts on a Cover Four podcast by Lingo yes. Sports. Thank uh, you. So he has been talking draft, mock drafts, what's going to happen, NFL for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's 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 ready to go. So we're, let's get right into it. First, uh, I looked up some storylines here to see uh, what's going to happen in the draft. I, I know I've been watching all those Cover Four podcasts, but. There's some other storylines I just want to touch on here. So the first one is San Francisco. What are they going to do at number three? I know they traded up. They gave a lot to trade up to number three. Uh, There's been speculation. John Lynch uh, and uh, Kyle Shanahan. Are they going to take a quarterback? Is Jimmy Garoppolo done in San Francisco? Uh, Mac Jones was rumored to be their guy, but you can also have Justin Fields or Trey Lance. They're also in the mix there. So Luca, what do you think? The San Francisco Giants are Giants. San Francisco 49ers are going to do at number three. Well, I think it's definitely going to be a quarterback. I think he said it in a press conference this week. It's going to be a quarterback at number three, making it three consecutive quarterbacks. We don't know about number four. We're going to talk about that a bit later. But I think it it could be a smokescreen because why would you tell the world you're you're down to Jones and Lance? Like, why would you? give information to the other teams that these are the guys you're picking. I think they could go Justin Fields. I don't think it's out of the equation. I've expressed my, uh, my passion towards uh, Justin Fields and how good I think he can be. But out of those two quarterbacks, if it is indeed Mac Jones or Trey Lance, I think they're going to go Trey Lance. I don't think they're going to go Mac Jones. I think the upside uh, for the North, the North Dakota state quarterback is just through the roof, the potential that you can get with him and, and sitting behind Grapple, he's probably going to be doing that for a year. Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius in this league. You look at the upside of him, that can be a very, very scary team for mm-hmm. years, years to come. And I wouldn't be surprised if they took him or Justin Fields. Mac Jones, to me, I, I think Kyle Shanahan likes Mac Jones because of how quickly he can read a defense. And we saw that all season. But then again, it's like the supporting cast around them. But San Francisco yeah. has great, great pieces on the offensive side. So you're putting him in a position to succeed anyways. Um, but mm. I think Trey Lance will be the pick if it is indeed down to those two. But don't count out Justin Fields. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's kind of weird because like uh, just two years ago, the San Francisco 49ers made it to the Super Bowl with quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And now there's all this speculation. I know he was injured for pretty much all of last year. And now they're looking to take another young quarterback. I think uh, he might, they might go with the rookie quarterback to start. You really think that they're going to let, uh, keep Jimmy or if Jimmy or Mr. Garoppolo wants to stay 
in San Francisco after drafting. We know the whole drama when what happened to Aaron Rodgers last year uh, mm-hmm. when the Green Bay Packers took a quarterback. So especially taking such a high-level quarterback like a Trey Lance, like a Justin Fields, or even a Mac Jones, I think it might be over for Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, do you think? I think it could be, but I do think he will start this year. I just mm-hmm. think they're going to try to – especially if it's Trey Lance, he needs – time to develop like we haven't seen a lot of him he only played one full year and then he played a game and then opted out due to COVID so he doesn't really have a lot of film on him that you would like as as much as like these other guys Mac Jones again only one year but you can get a lot from this past season like he he was good division one Alabama all that but I think Jimmy Garoppolo yeah I think Garoppolo is going to play this year and then they're going to let him go um but when, when you talked about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, like Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like that's mm-hmm. why I think people were pissed because it's like, well, you only have him for maybe three years at the most, like top, top level. It could be a stretch even three years. So why not get him any help and go for the Super Like they're in the AFC, uh, NFC Championship game. They're consistently a top team in the league and they drafted a quarterback for the future. Like teams are saying, let's win now. San Francisco's roster is built to win now. The only reason why they're picking this high is because everyone got hurt last year. They're all coming yeah. back. So that Super Bowl team, like you mentioned, is coming back fully healthy. And then they have a quarterback for the next 10 years if it pans out. So moving on to, I know we just talked about number three, but let's look at number four. The Falcons are picking mm-hmm. at number four. Do you think they are going to trade down or are they going to take the, uh, a, the fourth quarterback projected to be taken uh, at number four? Interesting. This is a very interesting pick because they're taking calls on Julio mm-hmm. and you don't see a guy like that come available very often, but then, okay, do we get rid of Julio take on the massive cap penalty, wait until June 1st and then you save money or do you trade him and then just replace him with Kyle Pitts? Mm-hmm. Right. Like a lot of teams like to do that. Like uh, the Vikings did that with Diggs. Um, San Francisco did that last year in the draft. DeForest Buckner, they ended up drafting Kinlaw. So you get rid of the older option, cheaper deal, rookie. And this that could be something that the Falcons do. But Matt Ryan's contract is so big, Lucas, that it's like they're kind of locked into him for the next for the remainder of his contract. So does it make sense to take one of these young quarterbacks early and and have dead dead money? Mm-hmm. But then you look at it, it's like the roster isn't terrible. The defense blows leads like it's his job, but are they going to be able to pick this high in a draft again with this good of a quarterback class? The chances are not not that high. So do you just bite the bull and say, you know what, we're, we're picking a quarterback, I don't care, if he has to sit for three years. Because yeah. it's three years, have him for the next five, six, or wait for Matt Ryan for three years and then be struggling to find that guy for five years or whatever. It's hard to find a good quarterback in this league. And they're in prime position to take a really good prospect. It's going to be interesting. A lot of teams are calling for them, but I heard that they want like top value for that yeah. pick. I get it. It's number four. There's going to like, there's five quarterbacks that are worthy of a first round pick. It's, it's going to be interesting. I think it all is going to unfold what San Francisco does. If Mac Jones goes three, they're going to be getting a, a lot of calls. Yeah. That means Trey Lance and Justin Fields are still there. A lot of people think that they're better or their ceiling is higher than Jones. So give me a man draft day. It always brings it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Anything can happen. Especially at the three and four picks. And, and mm-hmm. with all these like contract situations is, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to stay? Should uh, the Falcons pick a quarterback to, to sit behind Matt Ryan is, 
Are they going to get rid of Matt Ryan? You said the Julio, uh, they're shopping Julio as well. Yeah. It's, it's very crazy to see. So next storyline, wide receiver class. This is a very stacked wide receiver class. You got Jamar Chase from LSU, the Heisman winner and Devonte Smith, uh, Jalen Waddle. We talked about, uh, uh, me and you at length. Uh, we have a dark horse, uh, Jeff Walls, man. Shout out to him. Rashad Bateman, mm-hmm. who we took in the last cover form uh, mock draft, I thought was was pretty fun. You also have some receivers that can go back in the second round. You have uh, Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, Amari Rogers, all these guys. Uh, very stacked wide receiver class. Who is your top receiver in this draft right now? I think my top receiver has to be uh, Jamar Chase. I, I I love what he can what he can bring. Uh, that year that they won the championship with LSU, him and Burrow, they were unbelievable. And mm-hmm. Jamar Chase was the number one receiver, and they had a receiving core of Justin Jefferson. He was better than Justin Jefferson, and we know how good he was this past season. Would have won offense rookie of the year if it wasn't for Justin Herbert. Yeah. So he's that good. Like he he he's got it all. I I think he's great. A, a guy you didn't mention that I think is a great player. I I would love to have New England draft him, but I think they're just. They're too high to be taking a play like this, and if he slips, they won't get him in the second round. I love Kadarius Tony from Florida. Um, you've probably heard me mention him on the podcast a couple times. He's a guy that can do damage after the catch. He's a gadget type of player. I like him. I think he's going to be a really, really good wide receiver at the next level. Would I put him above the, the four guys you mentioned? Probably not, but he's a guy that if maybe it was a weaker draft class, he could be maybe wide receiver one or two like mm-hmm. I, I think he's a really really good receiver and I think Jamar Chase is the best and then I would go Devontae Smith because what do your eyes tell you Lucas I, yeah. use the eye test man like yeah. your eyes don't lie like he dominated college football we talked about him last yeah. week like there's no there's no reason why he should be slipping like he, he dominated and I don't care about speed he gets open yeah and that's what you want See, I was just going to say I was going to go the other way and say I, I love Devontae Smith and what mm-hmm. he did this season. He he won the, the Heisman Trophy as a wide receiver, absolutely dominated. No defense, no corner could even like get near him or touch him. Yeah. And I, I just saw a quote from him uh, about how we talked about last week, how uh, can a, your draft status be be hurt by if you're if you're not uh, 200 pounds, uh, you can't bench all this and it in the combine, uh, your pro days and all that. If you're a smaller guy like Jalen Waddle, uh, Devonte Smith said, he's like, well, we're not here to lift weights. We're not bodybuilders. We're here to play football. And mm-hmm. like you said, look at the eye test. You can see this guy is special. So for me, it's, it's, it's Devonte Smith is, is QB one or QB two. And I, I agree with you all, uh, as well on Jamar chase from LSU. He, he's again, just a, another talent who these guys are going to make a big difference for whatever franchise they end up going to. Next storyline, defense. Now on the other side of the ball, mm. who do you like? You to, this is your forte. You like defense. Yeah, I love defense. Sure. Uh, Michael Parks. Charity six. events. Don't think I don't ever forget, baby. Or interception. We're going to tell that story. We're going to tell. Well, I'll tell it from, from my perspective. So I, I'm not a big football guy, as everybody knows. And uh, Luca uh, was kind enough to invite me out to, to a charity uh, t- flag football game, right? Mm-hmm. And take in. It's just windy. It's, oh, it's freezing, freezing outside November. <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal. We're bundled up, got three layers on like everything. So we're in the semifinals, right? Semifinals. What? No, not this semifinals. Was, uh, this was the a, last this was round the, Robin the game. game. Yeah. This is the game to get into the semis. Yeah. So yeah, we were so tired. 
So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of big personalities on our team and, and they were all on the offense. So Luca, he, he gave me the assignment. He's like, just play defense, play zone. And throughout the day, he was teaching me like how to do it. Like play yeah, your zone. Go. Exactly. Yeah, play zone yeah, yeah. defense. Exactly. So all that paid off, I guess that, that one, oh, that, that one play, uh, we were down by two touchdowns because we, we knew we could beat this team and we were down by two touchdowns mm-hmm. already. And we needed some, a spark. And I, I can just see it now, Luca, seeing that the, him look at the middle wide receiver, he was cutting up the middle. I broke the zone pick ran into the end zone and it got the boys fired up. Yeah, and we did, we did make it to the semifinals. We, where we got absolutely crushed. Yeah, we ended yeah, up. We got tell, tell the truth. Tell the yeah, truth. We, we were not going to mention that semifinal game. I didn't really play. I got pulled. I got yanked. <laughs> Lead the team to the semifinals is not good enough, apparently. Um, but you know what? Uh, great break on the ball, Lucas. Uh, we're talking about defensive players. Maybe, you know, you could be a prospect coming up if you really yeah. stuck to football instead of hockey, man. Yeah, yeah, stuck to football instead of hockey. Yeah. I would have got more concussions if I, five, if I didn't six, stick. First, first under five foot six corner in the in the league. In the league, <laughs> in. 145 pounds, exactly. Yeah. We're, not, um, hey, we're not bodybuilders here. We're not bodybuilders. It's all about the exactly. eye test. Watch the video, watch the film, watch and the you'll film. know what you're getting exactly. from Luca and Lucas on the football field. Um, who's your, uh, I guess, it's not really a stacked uh, defensive draft uh, right now. Who do you like? Um, I like, well, see, this is the thing. I, 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 there are a lot of good linebackers, I think, that have a lot of um, a lot of talent that they can go sideline to sideline. And a lot mm-hmm. of teams, I think every single team, even if you have a guy like that, having two guys, that's better than having one. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of guys like that. Starting with Michael Parsons, he's fast. He can, he can get there and be, he can plug a, a hole in the run game. He can do all that. And then you have Jeremiah Wilson-Caramolo from Notre Dame. Like he, he's great too. And people say that he can be a better off the ball linebacker than Parsons. Yeah. And that could be true. Parsons could develop into that. That's not really his game. Right. Um, and then you have who I really like as a sleeper, Jamin Davis from Kentucky, Zayvon Collins, right? Like these guys are Nick Bolton. Even these are all linebackers that have range. They can fly. They can really help change a defense that needs athleticism and hit new England. So there's a lot of good linebackers and then the corners even too. Patrick Sertan for me is the best corner in this draft. He's polished. He's sound. He's got it. The way he moves his hips, the way he breaks on the ball, the way he can understand the game. His dad played uh, in the NFL. So you already know he's been getting coached up by his dad. It's there. All the tools are there for Dallas at number 10. Yeah. They need to take this guy. He will change the defense. He's the typical lockdown corner. And then you have Diggs, his Alabama partner that can, be the Marcus Peters, take the risks, get beat. But when he makes a play, he makes a play. So that's where I'm going to go with this. It's exciting, man. It's, it's, it's really exciting to see how this is going to unfold because there are a lot of corners that are slipping and there's linebackers that can move up. Yeah. And especially with the injury to uh, Caleb Farley, uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Sertan is, uh, is uh, I guess your cornerback one in this draft. Uh, so we touched on it just a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, the four quarterbacks uh, going mm-hmm. to get taken in the first four picks, all projected by a lot of analysts uh, in their mock drafts. We already know that uh, Trevor Lawrence, he is the, I guess, consensus walk first round one pick, yeah. consensus number one pick to Jacksonville. This guy, 
you saw what he did in college. Just absolute, absolute incredible player. Can get it done in the big moments. Can get his team to championships. So this guy, obviously, is number one. How do you see the next three picks happening? We have Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Jets, San Fran, Falcons. And also you could throw uh, Mac Jones in there. I know I know a lot yeah. of people aren't well, too fond on Mac Jones. <laughs> so. No, I will. I think... I think the Jets have kind of penciled in uh, Zach Wilson. Can you explain that uh, to I, me? I Why is Zach Wilson over a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields? That's well, I, I, I was reading a lot of mock drafts, and I just can't understand why I always see Zach Wilson penciled in here. I know he's, he, 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 he's a good quarterback, but explain that problem. to me. Patrick Mahomes has changed the way we look at quarterbacks because mm-hmm. of the way he can throw the ball at different arm angles, and that's – you saw glimpses of that from Zach Wilson. So they're thinking, hey, you know what? With a little bit of coaching, you could be Mahomes-esque. I hate to tell you, you're not going to find another Mahomes, okay? Um, he's something we haven't seen before. Zach Wilson played at BYU, did not have a good completion rate this year, doesn't play against, you know, top programs, and his completion rate goes up. Oh, Zach Wilson is the guy. Well, why do you think it went up? Because he didn't play top opponents, but when he did, he was a, now you could say he got better. I'm not going to diss the guy. I mean, he, he's, he's an NFL quarterback basically in two days. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of here seeing what I see kind of Justin Fields should go one or two. If you're not going to go one, I'm not going to argue with that. That's fine. Trevor Lawrence, he's been locked in number one ever since he came out of high school. That's fine. Justin Fields should go number two. There, 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 there's, there's no reason he should be slipping in this draft. There's no reason Zach Wilson is better than him. Uh, and I don't understand, but the Jets are going to take them. They like the flashiness. It doesn't matter because you don't have a good team around them. So how successful is he going to be? Then you look, we talked about San Francisco. We don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, for all we know, it could be Kellen Bond at three. Like seriously, it's just Kyle Shanahan and what he likes. Yeah. I think Trey Lance, if you're not going to go Justin Fields, it'd be a big mistake, but I think you go Trey Lance because of the upside. And then for the Falcons, do they go Pitts? Do they go quarterback? I, I'm really hoping Mac Jones goes three and the Falcons go Kyle Pitts because that means Lance and Fields is going to be their pass four, and that's when New England can jump up. We talked about this uh, months ago and how I didn't want New England to trade up. They trade up now. Now I'm all for it. So now I want it to happen. Justin Fields goes to New England. I'm buying a jersey that night. It's just – it's meant to happen. They need it. I haven't yeah. been – us Patriot fans aren't used to having – no answer for quarterback in 20 mm-hmm. years. This will be the answer. He will be the answer. I'm telling you now, Justin Fields comes to New England. That would be a dream come true. But again, it all depends on what happens between picks three and four. Who's still there? Who will trade up? I guess you segued us into the next segment is if you were a GM of your team, Seattle oh, yeah. for me, New England for you. New England is picking right now at 15, correct? Yes. Yes, they are. So your plan is for them to trade up and take Justin Fields and you're buying a jersey and we're all holding you to that. My thing is this. If they had lost two more games, it would have been in the top eight. Then all you had to do was maybe give away a future second or third swap picks and you would have been there. But no, Bill had to go out and beat Baltimore. Had no business in beating. Had to go out and beat these other teams. Like, why? Why? Beat Arizona. Like, don't, don't do that. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Come on, man. Give us it to the top 10. Now they're going to go from 15 
I think your best shot is maybe going from 15 to seven to Detroit. I don't think you're going to be able to go to four. And I think five and six are locked into not taking quarterbacks mm-hmm. unless someone trades up. You have to get ahead of the Broncos because I think the Broncos are going to take someone. Uh, yeah, that would be me. I would go because we talked about it. You might not have another quarterback draft class like this, and you might not have a quarterback like these five, six coming out. Yeah. You got to go for it now. This is it. This is the future. Two weeks of good football is going to cost us draft picks for the next three years. Well, so be it, Bill. You did it now. You go and do it this time. You got to go get Justin Fields. You got to go up if he's still there. If he's still there, we, we need a quarterback. And with the offense that they, they built around, I think he could succeed. If they don't, they need an athletic linebacker. They're just too slow on defense. They're yeah. way too slow on defense. Uh, JOK or Parsons, if he's there, has to be the pick. Yeah. Um, I see for Seattle, they do not have a first-round oh, draft they're pick. they're deep. They're, they're deep. They only have three picks in this draft. Yeah, yeah it's going to be boring. Three picks. It's going to be boring for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I know a lot of people aren't too uh, big on picking for needs, but the biggest needs on the Seattle Seahawks offensive line because we all know Russell Wilson would like an offensive line so he doesn't get pummeled every mm-hmm. single game in and game out. And yeah. one of the reasons why he, he was threatening to leave uh, Seattle, wide receiver, you could argue, because it's such a deep class, they could pick somebody up late in the draft and, and a defensive back that would help out the defense. So I, I, I went with the offensive line. Uh, Alex Leatherwood, I did okay. some research from Alabama. Uh, I, I know the, the, the CBS website gives you like their strengths and their weaknesses, but like, you don't uh, really understand all the, all the bull crap. They like feed, Oh, <laughs> his feet uh, is our, our, yeah. he has two left feet. So he's not going to be fast off the line and all that crap. So like, uh, he looks good. He looks the part, uh, he can play guard or lineman and he's very athletic. And if you want, uh, to play on Seattle, especially with, with, um, Russell Wilson as your quarterback, who's going to leave the pocket more often than not. You want an athletic lineman now, do they uh, to have, get the job done. Their first pick is in the second or the third round? Second round, yeah, so that, that's, overall. Yeah, it's realistic. He could slide it's, there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a deep, and then I think again, they have a fourth and a sixth. Yeah. I know. You're, so, you're, you're tuned out by them. Yeah. I'm too, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think they show that on TV. No, they do, but that. it's not a big thing. I think uh, Friday is when you're going to tune in. Watch, you're going to miss Thursday night, and you'll be Seattle trades up to number five. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Holy crap. We got a new quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Russell um, Wilson to the Chicago Bears, and Jeff Wall is going to be throwing a party on, on yeah. Instagram Live. Uh, so. I, think, I think it's realistic. He could slide. It's, again, there's a lot of tackles in this draft. You just never know. No. What teams like? Like, we think Alex Leatherwood could fall to the second round. For all we know, he could be taken in the first, maybe to the Steelers, let's just say. Yeah. So. It's just so it, unpredictable. It's like, so that's unpredictable. Why you, you look at these mock drafts. Everybody has a different mock draft. At the end of the day, I haven't seen one mock draft be perfect after six picks. Yeah. You just don't know what's going to happen. Trades, all that. Hey, the the we don't know what's going on in the war room of these <laughs> of these teams. But neither so, do like, the ESPN analysts. Let's be real. Yeah, like, they, they say they know. These, I know the ex- guy, but yeah. come on, like you don't know. Like, no on. one saw. Like, <laughs> no one saw Chubisky coming. Okay, I don't think anybody saw Andrew Thomas going fourth overall last year. Like it's just different things that happen throughout the draft. It's like what the heck is happening. And that's why so many people watch the NFL draft, and that's why it's we dedicate exciting. one episode to the NFL draft. Right. Um, let's give out your favorite player in the draft. I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. I just think he mm-hmm. best tight end, uh, 
coming out of the draft. He, he's rumored to be uh, the next generation of good tight ends in the league. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. You could put Rob Gronkowski in there as well. He's got right, size, speed, athletic. He's a patch. He's a pass catcher. He can high, low, fight through, fight through all the traffic as well. And he's good off the line. Good first step. Uh, I know all this, Luca, because I, I, I know I've been listening to you. It's all about the video. I watch some YouTube you. videos. So you on watch, oh, so you did some film. Look I did some film. I watched some YouTube videos. <laughs> and like, while I was doing the research, there was a little, like a little screen on the bottom left uh, corner. And it was just showing like different plays of, uh, of uh, Kyle Pitts and yeah. what he did for the, for, for the Gators. Great player. So uh, he, good things to come for him. And I'm going to say he goes to uh, Miami at number five. Six. Or number six, pardon me. Yeah, yes. yeah. That, that's, hey, I think Miami would be very happy to get Kyle Pitts at six. Tua, and then um, you have Kyle Pitts at tight end. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Justin Fields, obviously my favorite player in the draft. I think he's the best prospect in the draft. Um, but a couple guys I mentioned already. I like Tony from Florida, Kyle yep. Pitts' teammate. And I like John Davis from Kentucky. I think he will be a good, but there's a lot of good, like Ronnie Perkins from my yeah. Sooners. He's going to go under the radar. He can get picked up late. He's going to be a nice value pick for someone who takes him. A lot of good players. And I think for me, it's when you understand the draft, and I think you're, you're realizing this too, like you, you enjoy it more. Like when you yeah. know these players, you watch the film and stuff. Like now that you, you've watched the film on Kyle Pitts, like wherever, he, like, he, okay, fine. People could say, well, it's Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts. But, like, when you watch the tape and you look at this and then you see, oh, he's going here, and then you could be like, oh, wow, like, what I just saw on film here, like, mm -hmm. good in this offense. This is going to be cool how they, you know, put him into these schemes and stuff. So, second and third round, I think, is, is so fun because there might be running backs like Najee Harris and Travis Etienne and my favorite, Javante Williams, in the second round. You're like, okay, where are these guys going to go? These guys are first-round talent, but they mm -hmm. slipped. So it's, it's kind of interesting. And there's more trades usually later in the rounds. Yeah, exactly. And there could be trades we never know for that number four pick. So it, it's going to be fun to watch. Seattle's trading up. Seattle has no first, nothing to give anybody. Russell we Wilson. We trade, yeah, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson sure. for Matt Ryan. And, I will and cry. I'll send pick. you a video of you <laughs> me setting fire to my Russell Wilson jersey. Just oh, yeah. Up in flames. Oh, there's one last question I would like to ask you. And it's obviously about, about the Patriots. Yeah. How much would you give to be in that war room for the draft for the oh. New England Patriots? Man, don't even. Well, first you off, and I heard Bill that... side by side. You got your notes. You showed him a couple cover four podcasts, a couple L two sports podcasts. Yeah, uh, what you would know what? you give to me, be in me, there? Bill, and his dog, right there. Okay, I, I've heard that that Belichick doesn't even listen to a scout, so he sure as hell ain't gonna listen to me. And that, that might explain why New England has such a terrible draft record uh, in the last five years. Yeah, but maybe you're this you're that savior. Like okay. maybe I am. Hey, you know I'm what? I'm watching you, you suits, Luca. I'm watching suits, and you know you know the story of suits. You got Harvey Specter, the big shot lawyer. That's Bill Belichick, and then he finds you, the Mike Ross, hey. off the street, and you just got this unbelievable mind for football. And you just Thank draft you. like the next Tom Brady and you win seven more Super Bowls. And he looks at you and you're like, wow. Thanks. But then dude. the NFL is like, yeah. it, always, make, always you know looking into that. Cause you're I not knew, really a scout. I knew there was a reason I did this podcast with you. You see, I knew it. You know, you're a good it. guy when you want to be. Uh, this is I it. I think uh, I'm being nice to you. I haven't seen you in a long time. Right. So I'm losing my, yeah. my hatred for you. That's why. I, I don't think, uh, honestly, I don't even have to, like put my input if i can just be a fly on the wall just to see what oh, they're just doing just to sit in eh? 
just to sit in and just be like, like, I don't know, if you go on YouTube, uh, the Colts have videos of them in the room, like picking and on the phone and, and talking mm-hmm. about these players. I love that. I love that stuff. So if I could be in the warm room of New England, Patriots, obviously, if I could be in the warm room of any team, I think it'd be so cool to sit back and see like what they say, um, them on the phone. It's like draft day, man. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. It's, like, you've yeah. seen the movie Draft Day, obviously. Oh, that's, that's amazing. And just the stuff that they, goes on, pay, like, throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. I'd pay to be an actor in that movie. And that's fake. Just an <laughs> like, extra. You You'd be the janitor. Just, just the janitor sweeping uh, by. I'd be in there taking the phones, getting upset when you traded the first three-round picks. Like, I, I would yeah. just be there. Like, I can do a, <gasps> a gasp. You know, I, I'm in the war room, though. So it's all good. Uh, come on. How crazy would that be, though? Like, that would be cool. Yeah, trade deadline day in the room with like Kyle Dubas or something. Yeah, and see, hey, we did it. We brought the Leafs into it. We have to always, always. It's always this, this, have to come It's the in. curse of the podcast. We're sponsored the by the Toronto Maple Leafs. We should. We actually call up Kyle Dubas. Okay, buddy. Get on the we'll pod, sports podcast. We we never slander the Leafs on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Even when we're doing an NFL draft day uh, special. We talk about the leads. Exactly. Uh, but no, I, I'd pay. I mean, wouldn't you want to be in there? Yeah, I, that'd be pretty cool. Be a pretty that'd cool be experience. Pretty cool. Yeah, just and then I'd like it. FaceTime you and be like, look where I am. Oh, if you FaceTime and you were in a room and I was sitting at home, I'd get so pissed off. I'd be like, how the hell? <laughs> how did this schmuck get in yeah, there? Exactly. How did this schmuck get in Bill Belichick's cottage? <laughs> how the hell is that happening? <laughs> yeah. This is an imposter, Bill. Yeah, Take him out exactly. of there. Exactly. Yeah, no, it'll be good. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see the draft. Thursday, 8 o'clock. Everybody tune in. But make sure you listen to this podcast uh, before and many more we have coming up. So thank you for listening. For Luke Moya, I am Luke Kelly. That was the NFL Draft Reaction Special. Thank you for tuning in. Free reaction. Free reaction. We also got a post coming after. Yeah, that's right. So uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.